Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. something for me that I couldn't do for myself. I needed to be changed. I needed to be recreated. It wasn't just my behaviors that needed to change. I needed to change. And only my creator could recreate me. But if you say no to that, well then, the loving thing that he can do, and see that was what dawned on me, the loving thing for God to do for everybody in heaven would be to keep me out unless I had been made fit to be there. Everybody is hard on themselves, mostly. It's probably deserved, but it never helps unless change comes from it. Pastor Robert reminds us today that God can change the heart. He doesn't just work on behavior, he begins with altering your heart. Don't rely on yourself because Christ's the only one who can truly correct your spirit. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. And here's Pastor Robert in the book of Matthew chapter 5 with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. A couple of years ago, you know, Kira that was, was on staff here before they moved up to, to Tampa and it was Thanksgiving weekend and, and she knows I'm on the motorcycle headed up to Georgia and, you know, and she sends me a text message. She said, you didn't just email me asking me to wire you $25,000, did you? And I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> somebody, somebody got my, you know, spoofed my email address, got her email address. It's crazy stuff. So I'm pulled off on the side of I-95 at 10 o'clock on a Wednesday night, freaking out, you know. Ugh. No more lies. It'll be so good. The Bible promises us that one day, you know, that's coming. That one day, you and I, who love Jesus, are just trying to trust him and follow him, that we're actually going to inherit a world in which only righteousness dwells. There will be no more liars. When I was a young guy down here, you know, I came down here to work with Youth with a Mission, or I came down here to to go through a class, but I ended up working with them, with YWAM. Youth with a Mission is also called YWAM, if you didn't know. But I was my late 20s, and I connected with this church. It was way down south, and, but they had an awesome single ministry, single adults, a big church. And every Friday night, they would just have worship together and, you know, somebody playing the guitar and they would worship together and then maybe somebody would share a little devotional message and afterward, they'd all go hang out somewhere, Denny's or wherever, you know, someplace cheap, you know, get some chicken nuggets or onion rings or, you know, just hang out, you know, right? You guys do know what I'm talking about, right? Christians hang out sometimes. <laughs> and, uh, 
and it usually involves food. But we were, we were sitting around a table, there's like 10 or 15 of us sitting around this big table at Denny's one night, and, and they were play, everybody's playing, just having a good time, cutting up, and one of, the, one of the guys said something, I don't know, it was probably, you know, probably bragging about how much he could bench press or something, right? And one of the girls looked at him and said, you do know liars go to hell, right? And I thought, <laughs> right, everybody reacted that way, but do you do realize the Bible said liars go to hell? That's actually a true statement. We don't like to talk about it. I mean, it's like, especially in this day and age, it's like, we're not going to talk about hell, are we? Yeah, we kind of are. It's all over. It's all in the Bible. Jesus talked about hell a lot more than he talked about love, actually. You know why? Because your father loves you so much that one day, all liars are going to hell. How can that be love? Well, what the Bible says, if you reject the provision that God has made, he sent his son to die in your place so that you can be forgiven, so that you can be made a part of the family, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you can actually be transformed and made like him. You can be cleansed and recreated and have a place with him. That's where he wants you to be, a place with him. But if you reject that, well, then he's got a place for you as well. But the loving thing, this is one of the things, it, it, it radically changed my life. When I realized as a young man, I'd grown up in church, I thought I was fine, I did the stuff that you're supposed to do, I got baptized, I had prayed the prayer to accept Jesus, please, God, I don't want to go to hell, so, and I thought I was good. But I was just living however I would party on the weekend, do whatever I wanted to do with my life. I, I wasn't really paying any attention to what God wanted or never read the Bible, didn't really care what was in there. And one day I realized, man, if I go to heaven, it's going to be bad. I'm going to be miserable. Nobody there is going to like me a whole lot. I'm not going to like any of them, for sure. It's just not going to work. So what am I misunderstanding? And what I finally realized was that he had to do something for me that I couldn't do for myself. I needed to be changed. I needed to be recreated. It wasn't just my behaviors that needed to change. I needed to change. And only my creator could recreate me. But if you say no to that, well then, the loving thing that he can do, and see that was what dawned on me, the loving thing for God to do for everybody in heaven would be to keep me out unless I had been made fit to be there. You see what I mean? He had to change me to make me suitable. And he's still working on that. Kind of like what the Apostle Paul said, it's not that I'm there yet. He's still doing the work. He's still transforming. He's still cleansing. He's still changing. I'm just trying to cooperate, trying to follow Jesus. But the Bible says it. All liars one day going to hell. And in Matthew chapter 5, the passage that we're coming to today, verse 33, the, the Lord Jesus is presenting himself as like the highest authority on this subject of truthfulness, if you will, integrity. Now, over and over, he reminds us that our heavenly Father is focused on our hearts 
and not on the technical details of our behavior, our words, our actions, and, and the technical details. Because we, like we like to play games, and that's what he's confronting. In Matthew 5.33, Jesus says, again, you've heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not swear falsely, but shall perform your oaths to the Lord. But I say to you, don't swear at all, neither by heaven, for it is God's throne, nor by the earth, for it is his footstool, nor by Jerusalem, for it's the city of the great king, nor shall you swear by your head, because you cannot make one hair white or black. But let your yes be yes, and your no, no. For whatever is more than these is from the evil one. Dr. Martin Lloyd-Jones, as I was reading some of his commentary on this passage, he, he points back to a couple of verses in the Old Testament that I want to draw your attention to. One is Leviticus 19, 12. The law of Moses, he said, you shall not swear by my name falsely, nor shall you profane the name of your God. I am the Lord. What was he saying? He was saying, take it seriously. Don't be messing around with, with my name. Don't be playing games with your oaths, your vows. Then Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 13 says, you shall fear the Lord your God and serve him and shall take oaths in his name. Now, that one presents us with a little bit of a dilemma because there in Deuteronomy 6.13, we're actually told, you shall take oaths in the name of God. So it seems like there's a mandate almost there, and then Jesus is saying, you don't need to be doing it. So what's really going on here? I mean, is Jesus forbidding us from ever taking an oath, like in court? No, the answer is no. How do I know that? Well, one is, I just know God never contradicts himself, and in Deuteronomy, he said, do it. But another is that the Apostle Paul clearly didn't understand it that way, because in Acts 18, 18, he himself made a vow and took an oath. He clearly understood that it's not always wrong to do it. And Jesus gives us a little more clarity later on in Matthew chapter 23, Jesus is confronting, once again, the scribes and the Pharisees, the so-called legal experts, in other words, the ones who always creatively came up with loopholes. I mean, that's what we human beings do. We find ways to rationalize our sin, make excuses for our compromises, justify our own stupid behavior to ourselves. You realize that's what we do, right? We convince ourselves that our Stupid decisions were actually wise. It was just something happened. His love is the main thing. His love is the main thing. We're so glad you joined us today on Main Thing Radio. It's our hope and prayer that you were touched by what you just heard. Before our time is up today, Pastor Robert would like to share a great testimony of how God is working through this ministry. You know, not, not long ago, we got a really cool letter. Actually, I guess it has been a while now, maybe a, maybe a year or more, but we got this really cool letter from a lady named Desiree who was listening to our program from within uh, a maximum security prison up in Georgia. And uh, she realized, she heard on one of the programs that I'm from Georgia, so she reached out. She was all excited that she had, you know, just some sort of common ground with this guy she was listening to on the radio teaching the Bible every day. 
and uh, she asked if, if it might be possible for us to send her some Bible study material, something other than, she said, I don't want workbook stuff, I don't want the fluff stuff, I, I want things that will really, some tools that will help me study the Word of God for myself. I, she said, for the first time in my life, I want to do it, I have time to do it. So we did that, we sent some books, we sent some, some Bibles for some of the other ladies there because they then asked for that and they started a little Bible study group and, and God was just using that little 15 minute main thing radio broadcast every day inside that prison. Wow, what a great testimony. If you'd like to share your story, please visit MainThingRadio.com. Thanks for tuning in today to Main Thing Radio.